0: And why do we celebrate this saint? Let me take you back, back to the time of the Druids and the Celts, to a nation in turmoil, crying out for deliverance, a place we call... Ireland. This man, this boy, who was taken from his home, forced into slavery in a land that wasn't his own. He was beaten into submission. He was abandoned, abused, and used. This boy endured hell at just the age of 16. And in the middle of his pain, he cried out to Christ, and Christ revealed himself to him. But... He did not deliver him just yet. He gave him a dream, a dream saying that his ship was ready. So by faith, this boy stepped, stepped into his freedom. But the story wasn't over yet. Once home, Christ gave him yet another dream. A dream of the Irish calling out to him saying, We ask thee, holy youth, to come and walk among us again in Ireland. With his heart breaking, he knew heaven was calling. Calling him back to the people that abused him. This boy, no longer a boy but a man, gave it all to Christ. The church was desperate to save Ireland yet they refused to send this man. They viewed him as unqualified and not worthy. So with no church to back him and only a few to join him, he said this was for Christ and Christ alone. This man stepped into a land that was imprisoned and enslaved to demonic forces. This man the miraculous followed him everywhere he went. He fought for the right of all people. He lit the fire on the hill of slain. He confessing his Savior to all who seen it. He took the name of his Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to anyone and everyone that would listen. Saving millions by going back to the people that enslaved him by denying what people called qualified. He changed the world by saving a nation. This man refused to back down or give up by following the voice of God. Do not doubt what God delivered you from, maybe what he's calling you to. So this rebel, this saint, this man, this saint, Patrick. So St. Patrick's Day isn't about leprechauns or green beer. It's about a man of God that forgave, defied all the odds, and changed the world.
1: Good morning, everyone. Thank you for putting up with our struggles we're having this morning. Welcome to Belong Church. We're so glad. I, I know that was a few minutes long on that whole thing, but I think it's good for us to understand and, and a lot of times our history isn't telling us really all about the people, and we just tend to celebrate events such as St. Patrick's Day and think it becomes all about green beer and just all the revelry and all the stuff and all the g- crazy wearing green, although I am wearing green, to, to be with all of um, the Irish ancestors and, you know, to celebrate with this. And I heard an ad on the radio that says, even if you're just Irish for a day or this is the time you can actually celebrate it, you know, enjoy St. Patrick's Day, but so here we are, and we are trying to stream live to um, YouTube. There are some issues we're having this morning. It looks like the actual website part of this is got some issues. So um, I'm I'm guessing that all of the fifty thousand churches that are using this platform are down this morning. It's happened several months ago again. So anyway, welcome this morning. We're so glad you're here with us. We're continuing on. And as the way I see it right now, we have two more uh, messages in this series that I've called the Ingredients Series. And I had this graphic done because it kind of started, and I I like telling the story every week so that if this is your first time here, you kind of understand where we're at. And I don't want to just jump in midstream and just assume that everyone knows what's going on. But I was having a conversation with a friend and someone that I'm ministering to, and the, the conversation came up that I pray every day and and I thought that's awesome and that's great but then the, the conversation continued on that there maybe wasn't the results that they were looking for or what they had hoped that there would be. And, and somehow the, the thought was that that was enough to just pray. And we put a huge premium on prayer. It was the first one in our series of ingredients, in fact. We have 21 days of prayer twice a year. We have prayer. When we had a building, we had it every Saturday morning for bringing in. And we pray over all of our connection cards. We pray over everything. There's so much that prayer is involved with, and it's extremely integral, but it's not the only thing. And if we pick one thing, and that's the only thing we do, we can find ourselves in trouble. And as I was describing this to this person, I became to think about baking a cake, because I was raised by my mom, who taught me how to bake, And I thought about taking all the ingredients and thought about if I just take an egg and maybe let's just say the baking powder part of it and just mix those two up while they are ingredients for making what the end result will be, how many of you know that that's not going to be enough? How about if I just put the salt and the baking soda in there and, and did some water and maybe just some, if you're missing some things, you'll find out really quick. And I found that out the hard way because I would do something and I would make a mistake and then it was very evident to me and everyone else who ate that, what I was missing. And my mom is so smart, she could figure out what it was that I was missing. And you just have to pay attention to the list. So as we've looked at this, I had this graphic created because as we see the different ingredients and we pour them into the bowl and we start mixing it, all of a sudden what was one once individual components now gets all blended in, and that's what I believe our life is supposed to be about. The first week we looked at, as I've already mentioned, prayer, and prayer is integral. It's it's the the thing that holds us all together. Then we looked at the word, the word of God, and how important that is to be reading our one year Bible and to be you know focusing on praying and and the word of God, and then the speech. And what we say and praying the word of God out. And then we looked at endurance and you got to keep going. You never, never, ever stop no matter what. So even what it looks like. I mean, we look at so many people and their stories in the Bible. I'm so thankful for the Bible and the stories that they didn't hold anything back. It wasn't like social media today where they would just put their best foot forward. But they actually showed us where they fell short. They actually showed us where they made ginormous mistakes. They kept going, and even in the face of of having a past, and even in the face of having great obstacles and adversity from this one and that one not wanting them to succeed and trying to wipe out entire races their pers- perseverance and their endurance, we saw that it 's a relationship that it 's about having a relationship with god it 's not just about um, checking a box off. then we looked at faith and I am so in- incredibly. Um, blessed personally to see that all the other ministers that i'm following and listening to what they're doing that they start talking about faith at the same time same time that i did and in a different perspective and different context but we're all talking about faith and it's like god is speaking this message through all the different messengers and it's pretty awesome and then last week we looked at the testimony and, and that one of the things that we overcome the devil by, and it's talked about in Revelation, that this is how they overcame, was by the work of God, the work of Christ, in him spilling his blood, him paying for my sins. But then the second part of how I overcome is by the word of my testimony. And I believe that there's a, a component of that, that my testimony, sharing with someone else who's going through a struggle, Applied with what Christ did with them together helps that other person overcome. And we looked at Easter's coming up and the time to invite people to come to church and where they normally wouldn't come to church. And this is a time of lower resistance maybe to invite them because your testimony and meeting with God gift of Jesus and his blood through to those will overcome the enemy and the struggles we have in our life. Of course, our text that we're using for this entire thing is John 10, verse 10. And, and I love this since fast became my, my favorite scripture because it, I see a great paradox here. Jesus is talking and he says, The enemy, the thief, has come only to steal, kill, and destroy. And as I read this, I just become to see that that is all the world system is. It's always trying to rob our joy. It's trying to steal from us. If you drive in traffic for three minutes, you're going to have your joy and your peace and all this other stuff just by the crowding of other people slamming on their brakes and, you know, all the different stresses that we can have there. They're all there around us, and everything's trying to take us out. Ultimately, the devil would like us to be killed. That's the extreme on this side. But I love the fact that Jesus didn't leave us in this fallen, sinful world where we could say, man, nothing is going right and there's crime everywhere. Man, if I watch the TV and I listen to the news, if I listen to the radio and I see what's going on on social media, I see that there's um, you know, another terror attack in New Zealand this year and this week and all this struggle, there's terrible things happening everywhere. If Jesus had just left us there, but he didn't, in the middle of this, he says, but I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. So I see that there's another side. So I see there's two different worlds we can live in. Do we want to live in the world where it's trying to rob from us and it's trying to steal from us and ultimately trying to kill us? Or we have the option to live in this world over here that Jesus says, but I've come to give you Life and life to the full. This morning, I want us to look at that we're better together. And if you've been around me for three seconds, you've heard me say this over and over and over again. In fact, we have a hashtag that we try and put up all the time. This hashtag, we're better together. Don't do life alone. We can get in trouble when we think that we're all in this alone and man, I could just, I can't share with anybody what's going on in my life and I, I can't deal with this all on my own. I, I can't deal with this. I have to be on, and we find ourselves alone. The principal way the enemy is going to come to steal, rob, and ultimately kill us is to isolate the one from the 99. And I think it's interesting that that was one of the analogies Jesus gave when he gave the trilogy, the three different analogies for the same thing. The only time he ever did that, he said the good shepherd will leave the 99 to go after the one. How did that one walk away? We don't know. My wife has been babysitting this week Uh, a house and and some and some dogs and and she goes home after work and has to clean up after the dogs and feed them and and clean and all this stuff and she called me last night in a panic she goes oh my gosh the dogs got out and i'm ready to make a stupid dad joke of who let the dogs out but she's all upset and and uh, frustrated and and, and flustered because the dogs got out and it's like what am i gonna do she she wasn't saying well you know the rest of the house is here i guess yeah one or two dogs isn't bad no, she went out, and she struggled, and she drove up and down the, the blocks and got out on foot and walked around until she found both those dogs. See, the ones of us that can fought, walk away, she didn't realize they were gone. Sometimes there's people in our lives and people at church and people at work, and all of a sudden you're like, I haven't seen this person in a long time. What happened? Hey, man, if they're plugged in somewhere else and life is going on, they moved. That's wonderful. But we need to be careful that we don't get so busy in our life that we miss the one that's walked away. Because the devil's trying to get us into that isolation place to think that I'm all by myself. No one will understand me. No one can relate to me. You can't understand the pain that I'm going through. And, and very often I, and when I talk to people, I can't understand the pain they're going through. And I may not be able to understand everything that's a struggle to them. But I know someone who came and walked and was tested and tried just like we are. But I'm not going to let the fact that I may not understand exactly what you're going through keep me from reaching out. If that's you this morning, as I was preparing this, I really felt there's someone that's been trying to do life on your own. And you feel like, I would never even share with anybody, even there, as you're listening to this, whether it's today or whether it's months from now, you're hearing this and you're like, man, I wouldn't even let anybody know what's really going on inside of me. You feel alone and you feel like there's no one that's there for you. Last week and a couple of weeks ago, we looked at who is in the Hall of Fame in the Bible, and and we see that in Hebrews chapter 11. And and you can go back, and I mentioned all the previous weeks, and you can go back and listen to those on our podcast, and you can get that on our app, or you can go to our YouTube channel. Michael's doing such a great job, and we've jumped up from, we had like four or five a week ago, and now we're at 47 as of this morning, and once we hit 100, we can actually put the the last part of it to be our, our church name, it said this big, gigantic, long number and letters and numbers and stuff. But you can go back and listen to all of those and watch those and see what's going on. But we're going to continue on. And even when I prepared that message, then I had this part saved off for today. If you'll join me in turning your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11. Now we're going to pick up at verse 32. And it says, he's continuing on. He just talked about Noah and, and all of them. And he says, what shall I say? What more shall I say? I do not have time to tell about. And he goes on to talk about other people. Verse 33, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, who quenched the fiery f- the fury of the flames and escaped the edge of the sword whose weakness was turned into strength. And I had that highlighted because I want us to look at that. One of the things that we often look at when we're alone and when we're all by ourselves, we think, man, this is a weakness and, and I just can't conquer this and I can't get past this. And, and I mean, the obvious things that we will look at and think about, and the first thing that comes to mind is someone who's struggling with alcoholism or a drug addiction or a porn addiction or all the different addictions. And you say, man, this It's just a weakness. I can't get past this. Can I tell you? I'm looking right into the camera right now. I'm looking right in the eyes of everybody here. Let me tell you, there is freedom from your past through the work of God. And as we saw last week through the work of our testimony of getting with somebody who has been through that and say, hey, listen, I can go through that with you. And I was reading just this week on Facebook an ad from John Bevere who says, what's your kryptonite? My kryptonite used to be porn. And he went on to talk about that. He goes, but listen, there is freedom from that. There's freedom from every single thing that's afflicting you. And what once was a strength, a, weak, a weakness, what once was a weakness can be turned into a strength. And I heard someone say a long time ago, Russ Lee, when I was traveling with Truth and hanging out with them, he was the leader at the time, the director, when Mr. Breeland wasn't there. And, and he said this, he goes, a strength is nothing more than a weakness out of control. Let me say that backwards. I said that backwards. A weakness is nothing but a strength out of control. It's it's a strength in your life of something that God meant to be a something that you will have really strength in. And you haven't quite matured that. And we label that a weakness. And I think it's interesting that as he's talking through the Hall of Fame here, it's talking about and their weaknesses was turned into a strength. And it became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. And verse 38, jump down and continue on with that, but I don't want to get bogged down into that. Verse 38, the world was not worthy of them. And they wandered in deserts and mountains and living in caves and in holes in the ground. And they were all commended, verse 39, look at this. Yet none of them received what they'd been promised. Well, that's kind of interesting, isn't it? God, God promised to Abraham that he was going to have more descendants than there's stars in the sky or sands in the beach. And you look at that, man, that's a whole bunch, but he didn't realize it in his time. We look at all the other promises that were there. There was a promise of Joseph that he was going to be this ruler, and it didn't happen in the time he thought. It took 16 years of him being rejected and going through struggles. Verse 40 is where we're going. Since God had planned something better for us, so that only together with us, look at that, only together with us would they, all the people who have gone before us, be made perfect or literally complete. The only way that the the promise of God for even our people, the the big people in the Bible before us, the only way their lives are complete, even the only way that they're going to see the fullness is because God had a better idea than just letting it be revealed just to them. But it was so that together with us, see, we're better together, they would be made perfect. See, us, saved together with us, they, talking about them before us, would be made complete. The completion of what God told them is found in us. A lot of times what God does is generational. In fact, when we were planning this church, one of the prophecies that came over was what God was going to do through us, through Lenore and, uh, and myself, but specifically the call of God on my life. And and it was brought in the context of it was labeled right after that. It says, and part of your assignment is for your son. So it's not just about me and my dream. It's not just about me and my call, but it's about someone else coming. So that only together will we be made complete, that we'll see the completion of what God's called us. We need each other. When we see that the, the one leaves the 99 and goes over here, we can't just be satisfied with, well, we still have 99. We're all right. Remember, we're better together. Second Corinthians 4:16 says, "Don't lose heart, though outwardly we're wasting away, and sometimes we think that. sometimes we feel that. And, and as we get older, we start seeing th- different struggles in our bodies and we say, man, getting old is not for sissies, as Pastor Tad says. You know, man, there's some struggles that we have that the struggle is real. But I love what the word of God is there for us. Yet inwardly we are renewed. We are being renewed day by day. How do we get renewed day by day when we feel on the outside and all the stuff that's coming at us from all this outside um, influences is drawing us to say, man, I'm wasting away. I'm like, ugh. It's by daily habits. Now, I'm not talking about a New Year's resolution, I'm not talking about, hey, it's January. Let's talk about going to the gym. Let's talk about reading your Bible. Let's no, 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 no. I'm talking about daily habits of how we start being renewed day by day. And those things, those places that would try and pull us down. Separate us from the 99 and say, you're all alone. No one would understand you than in our daily habits that we can find that power. We're better together. Can I tell you this morning, there's a promise of God, a promise from God for your life. We look at that all the time, but there's something you can attain to, but it doesn't automatically happen. Even in the scripture we saw that the previous one, that what was promised by God wasn't realized through the completion was just them. It was saved and it was related and it was completed through us. But I want to tell you another facet of that. I believe you can receive something from God and then walk away from it. There's a saying that I grew up hearing that you can't come into the presence of the living God and leave the same. And I absolutely believe that's the truth. And while that's not in the Bible, I believe that it's absolutely true that I can come into the presence of God. I can worship God. We can have a great time of worship. We can have this awesome service and and this great moment with God and tears can stream down our face and we can walk out the back door. Changed. But if we don't keep it, if we don't take steps to Protect that. It can diminish in our lives. See, if you just come to church and think that coming and worshiping on Sunday morning and and singing in the songs and just maybe singing to your heart, your lungs are filled to the loudest they can be and then you walk out and you completely leave that all at church and you don't bring God, you don't bring worship, you don't bring the one-year Bible, you don't bring prayer, you don't bring all the ingredients into Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, by Monday afternoon, maybe for some of us, Monday morning, we're back to where we were before. See, the presence of God can cause a change in our lives, but I can walk outside of that presence and stop letting it influence my life. It can dissipate. But here's the greatest part of this. You know, the number one way I believe that we can cause it not to dissipate is to connect with somebody the Bible says iron sharpens iron. So when I have that moment that I'm in the presence of God and something great happens with me and then I connect with somebody and I share with them again the word of my testimony and, and the talk about what Christ did for me and, and the moment in worship and all this stuff and I'm connecting with them all of a sudden and they start getting life built up inside of them. That, that same presence that changed you there is starting to rise up inside of them and then they start sharing back and forth and you start going back and forth and you're feeding that fire. We're better together. One of the ingredients that we see in the word of God is that we need to be connected with people. One of the ways that the enemy tries to pull us over here in John ten ten that we'll be robbed and killed and, and destroyed is to say, you're alone. You're all by yourself. Nobody understands you. Nobody, oh man, if they knew that about you, you can't share anything about yourself. My wife has a saying that she said, as long as I can remember, she says that what I'm going through today, you may have went through yesterday or you're going through tomorrow. And what I'm going through, you may have gone through and we need each other. It's the same thing. We're better together. We can't just think I can do life on my own and somehow I'll make it through. Last week we looked at, there's four different types of people. We see the A's, the B's, the C's, and the D's. And I don't know if Michael still has that screen. Um, th- I know I forgot to tell him about that, but we see that the A's are the the people who are already Christians and maybe they made that decision to follow Christ last week or 20 years ago or 100 years ago. Or, thank you, Michael. Or maybe B, that, you know, you've been checking it out, but finally you're ready and today's your day and you want to become a Christian today and be a Christ follower today. Or C, you're still in that checking out place. And D, you're just like, I'll never become a Christ follower. I'm never going to do that. And I have all people in these lo- in these categories. I have many people in these various states that we need. Everyone falls into these categories. We need to have someone in these categories that we're reaching out to. And I challenged you last week to find one person. Figure out which one you're in and find one person in the other three and put intentionality towards it. See, I think we should be helping we can get help from someone above us. There's always gonna be someone in that ladder above us that could help pull us up. We need somebody that's helping us up. We need to help somebody on our level, somebody we can just like link arms with and say, okay, we're going through this together. Then we also need to help somebody up from below us. So we're reaching over here, I'm reaching down here and I've got people over here and that's where there's security. That's where there is the safety and where we're better together you may be familiar with baseball and the farming system and how they've got all the different leagues and and they'll start developing people over here and then they they the, the people who rise up they'll put them in the next one and, and we need to have people that work constantly whether it's in your work or whether it's in your walk with christ people that you're bringing along beside of you i, I have a a friend that um who since went on to heaven. Unfortunately, I've been missing him lately. But he told me about when he was in Cuba, still living there. And his dad was very wealthy and a very famous musician. And and his dad had the money to pay for him to have guitar lessons in. And he would go and take guitar lessons from one of the best pr- people in Cuba. And as he did, and then he went and hung out with his cousin who didn't have any money and didn't have any resources. And he would take what he just learned from that guy and, and this teacher, and he would go show his cousin. Is that right? And his cousin learned to play. And so as Giovanni's learning, his cousin's learning. And as Giovanni learned, he taught. And they just went back. He just simply showing him what he learned that day. That guy went on to play with the Eagles and, and big, huge-named people. That Giovanni's like, man, he took what I did and went even higher than that because you see, we could take the same things we were learning from God and and help one another and we're better together. We should always be developing someone. Let me ask you these questions this morning Who are you developing this morning? Who's developing in you? Who are you walking through life with? Who's on your same level? If you'll bow your heads and close your eyes with me this morning. See, I believe the, the ingredients to a full life are we need to be better together. That we need to have someone that's walking through life that can help us with the load. That When we're feeling alone, we can say, hey man, I'm, I'm not having such a great day. That the struggles of this life are, are pulling down on me. Someone like say, hey, remember that worship song? Raise a hallelujah. Remember remember the story of what happened with that? Hey, remember that that worship song we sang on Sunday? Hey, I just heard this one, or this this CD just released, and and man, this song really ministered to me. We know our daily habits. Plug into the one-year Bible. It doesn't matter that it's in the middle of March. Start reading the one-year Bible. Don't, for, don't even think about all the times you've missed. Don't k- keep track of any of those. Start today. Worship God for a few minutes every day. Build relationships. Have some that are being built. Building with your peers and building with others. The first step of being better together is being on the same team. So with your heads bowed, I want to tell you that that journey begins with surrender. And that's not maybe a popular thought. There may be some pushback with you whenever I say that, and when you hear that. But you need to recognize that doing life your way isn't really working out. Because in that quiet place that only you and God know about, you know how alone you feel. Today you can begin. Or you can begin again. See, I'm not talking about joining a church. So you need to be in a church. That's one of the great keys of being together. What I'm talking about is inviting you into a relationship with God, with Jesus who sacrificed his life for you. If you want to take this journey with us, with God, I invite you to simply say this simple prayer. I'm going to help you with the words. Say, Jesus, I've tried to do it on my own. My life's a mess, and I need you. I ask you to come and live inside me. Save me. Change me. Show me what and how to do it. Make me more like you. I'm changing my mind. And I'm not living by what I see. By what your word says. I choose to trust you today. I put my faith in you. In your name, Jesus, I pray. Father, I thank you for everyone who prayed that prayer. And Lord, no matter where they find themselves this morning, Lord, I I pray for all those that are alone and recognize that they're just out there so far away and they think they're so far away, away, there's no journey back, there's no path back. But God, your supernatural grace and love is right there. Your hand is always ex- extended with a way out. Lord, I thank you for just reaching out to them right there this morning. Lord, I thank you for creating a togetherness that we don't have to be alone. That we're better together. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If that's you this morning and you made a decision, I want to ask you to do something It's something we're doing a little bit different. We certainly have the connection cards that Michael's already talked about, and there's a place where you can do that. But if that's you, would you text the word NEXT, N-E-X-T, to 469-289-1114. And it should be up at the bottom of your screen. But even if this is months from now and you're listening to this podcast, still text the word NEXT to 469 469- 289-1114 and what that simply does is it lets us know about your decision today and we're going to give you some options that we can stay connected with you and you can do the same thing with the connection card and just a moment we're going to dismiss and there's a bucket by the door for everyone that's here in the building you can drop your connection card and any tithes and offerings you have in there and of course everyone who wants to give online you can go to givetobelong.com and you can accomplish that But I want to encourage you to 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 incorporate all these ingredients into your life and start mixing these things in there and use your testimony to invite people. Use your influence and find someone in those three categories and start saying, man, this is kind of awkward for me. I really don't even know something. Be like my friend Giovanni. Take the simple one thing that you've learned and pass it on to somebody else and see what God does. Well, if you'll stand to your feet with me, and we're going to be dismissed. Father God, I thank you so much for the privilege and the opportunity we have to come and worship you. Lord, thank you for choosing me. It's so humbling to me every week. But Lord, thank you for what you're doing at Belong Church. Lord, thank you for our influence that's going beyond this city of Plano that's going around the world. Lord, all the different countries of the world and and all the cities and everyone who's listening, God, and that your word is changing lives. We give you all the glory. And Father, I speak a blessing over everyone who sowed into this ministry this week and paid tithes and paid offerings, Lord, and the connection cards and the prayer requests. Father, we stand in agreement, Lord, and I thank you that you're doing something great and amazing through all the finances, through all the prayer requests, Lord, that we're seeing miracles happening. Father, we give you all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.